we need to prepare our kids for the battle that is is not just ahead, but the battle that we're fighting right now as adults. And adults are having a really, really hard time fighting this battle, especially in the public school system. Why would we put our kids on the front line of a battle that adults themselves cannot fight right now. It's our job to prepare our kids to fight this battle. It's a big job that we have to raise our kids and disciple their hearts. It is not for the faint of heart and it is not for the lazy parent who wants to sit around and do nothing and expect someone else to raise their kids for them. Hi, you're listening to the Zantower Podcast. Hi, my name is Zan Tyler, and this podcast is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. Homeschooling is an exciting adventure we take with our children. One of the most challenging parts of this journey is choosing the curriculum you want to use. BJU Press Homeschool is a curriculum you can trust. All the books, resources, and videos have been designed with you and your child in mind. Their curriculum is educationally robust and rich, taking into account that children have different learning styles, strengths, and needs. Mom, you are in charge. BJU Press Homeschool is here to come alongside and support you. Do you need help with the teaching load or is there a subject you just don't want to teach? Their amazing video courses are available for all grades and almost every subject. BJU Press Homeschool believes that homeschooling can produce a new generation of students who know God, love their neighbors, and stand firm in their faith. For more information, go to BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com. I'm excited to welcome my friend Yvette Hampton to the Zan Tyler podcast. Yvette has been homeschooling for many years and is a homeschool mom through and through. But like many of us who have homeschooled, Yvette and her husband Garrett said they would never homeschool their kids. Thankfully, God had other plans for the Hampton family. Yvette is the producer and host of the documentary Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution, which is directed by her husband Garrett. She is also the host of the Schoolhouse Rock podcast. Yvette and I share a passion for the supporting and encouraging homeschool families. So I just want to say welcome to you, Yvette, today. And thank you so much for being with me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited about this new podcast that you're doing. And I'm so honored to be part of it. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you. You've been such an encouragement to me in so many ways along the way. And uh, so as we get started, here's the question I want to ask you. I know that you and Garrett have been married since 1995, and you have two beautiful, engaging, fun daughters, Brooklyn and Lacey, who have been homeschooled since the very beginning. So will you just share with us how you started homeschooling and what you love about the journey? Yeah. uh, Like you said, we have been married for 27 years and it took us a long time to have kids. Actually, we were married almost 11 years before our first daughter was born. And so through those 11 years of waiting to become parents, we would talk oftentimes about how we would raise our kids. And we would talk about education and the process of that. And, And that conversation always ended with the joke of, we'll never homeschool them, you know, cause that was like, I mean, the furthest thing from our minds, we just thought that was the most ridiculous thing. I hated school growing up. Garrett hated school growing up. Neither of us were good students. And it just seemed so far-fetched. Like, why would we do it all over again? And really in our minds, we just thought homeschool kids were weird. They were, you know, we, we bought into all of the lies and misconceptions. They're weird. They're unsocialized. They're, you know, some are uneducated. Some are like overly educated. I mean, it, it seemed like there were 
there was one extreme or the other. And we just thought it, it, that's not for us. We never will do that to our kids. We'll never do that to ourselves. Well, we waited 11 years to have our first daughter. And this was the long, you know, long toward child. And finally, it was like when I held that baby girl in my arms for the first time, and I fell so deeply in love with her as she started to grow into a toddler and then get into those school years, I didn't want to let go of her. And I just was like, I I really like being with her. And one of my reasons for not wanting to homeschool uh, among many was that I thought, why would I want to spend all day, every day with my kids? That seems ridiculous because again, I had just been conditioned to think that your kids go away during the school day. And so I I just thought, you know what? I don't want to spend all day with them. They're not going to want to spend all day with me. Well, you know, as Brooklyn hit four years old, And we started to look at the schools around us. We're from Los Angeles County. And we just were like, you know, we're not real comfortable with this as an option. And I really, really, really enjoyed being with her. And so our our plan actually originally was that we would put our girls in a private school. But even that was so costly. And so when she was going into pre-K, she was only four, I bought into the idea that she had to be in school. And so we thought, well, we'll put her in school this year. Well, God was good. And I ended up um, getting pregnant with my youngest daughter that same year. And so I was getting ready to have a baby in October. And I was like, well, I can't really put her in school this year because I'm having a baby and I would have had to work to help pay for the tuition. And so we thought, we'll just homeschool for this first year. It's pre-K. How hard can that be? And then maybe kindergarten. But um we went to a homeschool convention and some good friends of ours invited us. And literally in one weekend alone, it was like the Lord completely opened our eyes. And for the first time, we got to see the benefits and the blessings of home education. And it it completely flipped our world upside down because what we realized Mm -hmm. literally in the course of two and a half days was that it wasn't even about the academics or about the education. It was about discipleship and that we were called as their parents to be the ones to raise them up in the fear and admonition of the Lord. And so that started to change our whole world. And that was the beginning of our homeschool journey. Wow, that is so powerful. So one of the things, well, so this is a spoiler alert. One of the (laughs) things, one of the things that Yvette and Garrett have done is produced an amazing documentary on homeschooling. And in the documentary, and I want to get you to tell us, we're doing this in reverse a little bit. I want you to tell us about that in a minute. But one of the things you do in that documentary is dispel so many myths about what homeschooling is and what homeschooling isn't. I love that about your documentary, Yvette. I love that. But a lot of us have had those myths dispelled, but it didn't compel us to go make a documentary about homeschooling. (laughs) So what in your homeschooling journey, what in your background caused you and Garrett to say, we need to do a film or a documentary about homeschooling? Yeah, that is a great question. And the beauty of the answer to that question is that I wasn't even a part of that in the beginning. Um, we It's kind of a funny story how it all came about, but we had been talking about leaving California. We're both California natives. And for years and years, we just felt like the Lord was saying, it's time to go. 
And we didn't know where we would go. We did not know when we would go. We just knew that at some point it was going to be time to leave. So Garrett had worked in the Hollywood film industry for many years. And then he went on to teach film at a private school. And at the end of um, that teaching year, we just felt like, you know, it's, it's time to go. Um, and so we were sitting in church one day and I wrote on our bulletin, on our church bulletin, I, I wrote a note to Garrett and we don't usually write notes in church, but this particular <laughs> day, for some reason, I thought it would be a good idea. And I, I said, I think we should sell our house, all of our stuff, get in an RV and go travel and find home. And he just looked at me. He was like, we can't do that. That's ridiculous. So after church, I think we talked about it for all of like three minutes. And he said, there's no way we, that's not even possible. We can't do that. And so I said, okay. And that was the end of it. Well, um, a few months later, as we were looking at our lives and where the Lord was directing us, he was, he, he didn't want to teach again the next year. Um, I mean, not that he didn't like teaching, but he just did not feel like that's where the Lord was calling him for that following year. And he wasn't going to go back into Hollywood. And we just didn't know what the Lord wanted from us. And he had all of these, um, you know, abilities and, and talents and gifts. And he, you know, he had his marketing degree and he was in the military and he, he had done all these things. And so people were throwing jobs at him. Um, like crazy. And he just said, I don't feel good about any of these. None of these are sitting right with me. And so we just continued to pray, Lord, you guide us. Show us where you want us to be. Show us what you want from our family. So after months and months of not really knowing what the Lord wanted, um, the Lord put it on Garrett's heart to film this documentary on homeschooling and really to take our passion. Cause at that point we were going into year six of homeschooling and we had become very, very passionate about home education, and family discipleship. And so the Lord put on Garrett's heart to share what the Lord had shown us and our family and done with our family with so many others who were asking the same questions and who were believing in the same, you know, misconceptions and negative stereotypes about homeschooling. So one day um, it was, it was in the morning and uh, I remember him sitting on the edge of the bed and he said, I don't know how to tell you this, but I think we should sell our house and all of our stuff and load up in an RV and go travel the country to find home. And I think we should film a documentary on homeschooling. And without hesitation, I said, yes, absolutely. I think we should do that. And what was neat about that is that the Lord put the documentary on his heart, but the Lord had prepared my heart months before to do that. And, um, and so that was the beginning of the journey. And the Lord just unfolded the story over five years, which is how long it took to get the documentary out. Um, and it's just an incredible story of his faithfulness. So that is amazing. Uh, there, there are two things I really want to ask you about. One is what it was like RV homeschooling and being on the road for so many w years with your kids, which for somebody that has the travel bug like me, it sounds great. <laughs> for other people, it would be like, ah. Uh, and the other thing is I want to discuss, and we'll, we'll do this in two parts, but I don't want to forget. Uh, let's talk about some of the myths that you dispel in that movie because you've done it in such a powerful way. So first, tell us a little bit about the the journey in documenting. Yeah. Oh, well, that was crazy. Um, I did not grow up in a family that was a camping family. I mean, our idea of camping was staying, you know, at a Hyatt hotel or Marriott and, um, you know, staying somewhere nice and, and having everybody cater to you and, you know, that like having someone else clean your room. I mean, I just, we did not grow up in the dirt. We did not grow up camping. Garrett did. Um, and so going into even just the idea of living in an RV for me was kind of exciting, but scary at the same time. And so, of course, we had to pare down everything to the very minimum um, of what we really needed. And, and traveling 
was fun, but it was also really, really hard. And it's so funny because people say to us all the time, oh, that's my dream to get an RV and a just travel as a family. And I'm like, you have no idea what you're saying right now <laughs> because it is so very hard. Um, there are lots of blessings in it. Um, the greatest blessing, of course, was being able to meet so many people. I and mean, we have friends literally all over the nation now and good friends. Um, and so that was the great part. And then, of, uh, of course, just the travel itself, our girls getting to see this nation from the road. It, it, we, we say our family has gotten to drive the map, not just look at it on a piece hmm, of paper and not map. just draw like it. That. Yes. yes. And so we've been to over 30 states and just to see God's creation and his handprint on everything has been just an incredible part of this journey. Um, you know, I mean, you you can teach history or you can go to Washington, D.C. and you can see history. You can teach geography or you can drive it and teach it that way. We've listened to tons of audiobooks. Um, you know, there's there's just been a lot of benefit to it. Uh, just the, the um, pure fact of getting to meet so many people and being at different mm -hmm. conventions and filming in different locations and the interaction our girls have had with people from all different backgrounds and all different cultures has been so beneficial to them and to us as well. Um, but it was also really, really hard. And mm -hmm. so that's the funny part when I, I chuckle when people say it's their dream to do that. I'm like, you have no idea right. how hard it is. Well, just the selling and getting everything oh, you own yeah. into an RV. If you're not keeping your house, you know, yes. that's, that's oh, a, yeah. especially for a homeschooling family, because we have all of our, I mean, yes. we've got school and yep. not just our home supplies. You know? Right. Yeah. I had the... That for myself, it was the the Pinterest perfect homeschool room. I mean, the walls were, you know, these beautiful bright colors and I had the billboard and I had posters all over and I had this massive bookcase and an entire closet full of every craft thing you could imagine. I had tons, hundreds and hundreds of books, um, tons of curriculum. I had everything I thought I needed because like most homeschool moms, when you go into it, you just pile yourself with all the stuff. And, um, and I learned pretty quickly that I didn't need all that stuff. And though I loved my homeschool room, we realized that we did most of our schooling in the living room, sitting on the couch. And, um, and so it was hard to get rid of all of that stuff, but it wasn't that hard. And, uh, you know, we, we just realized we, we don't need all that stuff to satisfy us. We needed to be where God wanted us to be. And so during the times where it was really, really hard and we were missing family and we were missing friends and we didn't know where the Lord was leading us. And there were lots of unanswered questions, um, lots of um, detours that the Lord took us on through the process of making the movie. We over and over again, we would just tell ourselves and we would tell our girls, there's no better place to be than in the center of God's will. Mm -hmm. And Amen. so for almost five years, our family was very unsettled. Like we didn't have home really. You know, we had kind of home base where our family was. Um, we Half of our family has moved to Georgia so that became kind of our home base, but we still didn't have home. And so we just continue to say, Lord, we know where you want us to be. We trust you and we're going to continue to follow your lead. And, um, and so it, it was, it was fun. We learned a lot of lessons. We made a lot of mistakes and, um, and learned through those. And so it, it was an adventure for sure. Listen, that's great. And to those moms and dads listening out there who may not have 
the ability to take time off from work and life to travel like that, I just want to encourage you all that the world is your classroom, wherever you find yourself homeschooling. And as Yvette said, it's so important, go to Washington, D.C. You don't have to travel for five years, but make sure you see parts of the world that bring bring life to life for your kids. It's not only what we read, but it's what we experience and do. Okay, Yvette, that is so exciting. Um, Can you tell us, I want to talk for a little bit about some of the myths you dispel in the documentary. First of all, tell us the name of the documentary, the full name. Sure. It's Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution. And then we'll talk about at the end of the podcast how people can access that. So tell us about the the three most important myths to you about homeschooling that you feel like you were able to, you and Garrett were able to dispel in the documentary. Yeah. Well, of course, the first one, which is the one that comes to everyone's mind, is the misconception of our kids being unsocialized. You know, yes. they're going to be weird, unsocialized homeschoolers. They're not going to know how to communicate with the world. And, and, and that is true for some homeschooled kids. And that is true for some public schooled kids. And that is true for some right. private schooled kids. That's some exactly kids are right. just weird <laughs> and unsocialized <laughs> and they don't know how to interact with the world around them. And that's okay. That's how God made them. And so while that, you know, could be true, I, I think, and Zan, you, you're a great person to talk to about this. I think what, what I've discovered is many years ago, because families had to keep their kids just kind of locked up in their houses during school hours, during the school day. Um, It was hard for those kids to socialize outside of their home when all the other kids were in school. Um, And so you, I know you had to work really hard and and praise God, your kids are not awkward and weird and unsocialized because you worked really hard not to allow them to be that. And they were very involved in in the public eye and, and with family and friends around you. But Today, there are so many options for homeschoolers to be involved in their communities. And nobody, for the most part, there are still some places, as you know, where homeschooling is not quite as accepted. But overall, for the most part, across the country, homeschooling is so widely accepted now. And there are co-ops and there are support groups and there are clubs and there are sports teams. Where we live in Tulsa, we have entire sports, like an entire football team full of homeschool kids right? and basketball and baseball and cheerleading and volleyball. And I mean, it's just incredible. So our kids have so many options today. And so the socialization um, argument is today is not even an argument anymore, but you know, as, as Heidi, Heidi St. John is our main cast member in the movie. She's the main voice throughout the whole movie. And as she talks about in the movie, you know, why do we think that kids need to be socialized by their peers that that's not socialization. You know, kids need right. to learn how to socialize with everybody who's around them. And so what we find with homeschool kids is that most of them can socialize with kids their age, kids younger, kids older, adults, babies, you know, I mean, everyone at every age, they know how to interact with them because we do life together as a family. And so socialization is probably the big one. Um, the salt and light argument. I mean, that's another one for Christians specifically that they will say, and this is one that I got when we were looking to uh, homeschool Brooklyn, our oldest. I remember talking to a good friend of mine who's a public school administrator. And she just, I mean, like she was heartbroken over the idea of me homeschooling my daughter because she said, you don't understand. We need Christian kids 
in the public schools. They need to be that salt and light. They need to share Jesus with their friends. We need these kids in there. And at the time, I remember thinking, man, she's right. Like, we really do need these kids in the public school system. Well, what we've come to realize, of course, is that kids cannot fight this battle that even adults themselves are not prepared to fight. We come from a family of strong military background. My dad, my father-in-law, my husband, um, my brothers-in-law, my sister-in-law, tons and tons of military in our family. And when my husband went into the military, they didn't say, yep, sign up, you know, raise your right hand, swear in, and now we're going to go put you on the front lines of a battle. He went through basic training and then he went through technical school and then he had on the job training. I mean, and they would have exercises. I remember they would shut down the whole base and we would have these exercises and they would prepare their soldiers for war. And these were adults. Well, schooling is the same for our kids and their childhood is the same in that we need to prepare our kids for the battle that is is not just ahead, but the battle that we're fighting right now as adults. And adults are having a really, really hard time fighting this battle, especially in the public uh, school system. And so why would we put, and Heidi again, Heidi and Ken, Ken Ham talk about this in the movie, why would we put our kids on the front line of a battle that that adults themselves cannot fight right now? And so it's our job to prepare our kids to fight this battle. And, um, and so it's, it's a really important job that we have. It's a big job that we have to raise our kids and disciple their hearts. It is not for the faint of heart and it is not for the lazy parent who wants to sit around and do nothing and expect someone else to raise their kids for them. And so, so that would be, uh, probably the second, uh, misconception. Well, one thing I want to ask you about, um, and I had the the pleasure, and it was so much fun, of being in the movie, and, yep. and I just felt that such a joy and privilege in my life. So Joe and my husband Joe and I were in Greenville, South Carolina, when you had a showing of the documentary, mm-hmm. I think in May. And yes. one of the things you talked about there, we watched the movie, and then there was a panel Q&A. One of the things you really focused on, both you and Garrett, was the importance of developing relationship mm-hmm. with your children. So address that for just a minute, why you think homeschooling is so well suited for that and why that's so important to you. Absolutely. Well, the hours alone say so much about that topic. When our kids are in school, and I know this number kind of fluctuates depending on how people try to figure it out, but but our kids are in school for somewhere between 14,000 hours or more, depending on extracurricular activities and sports teams and clubs and this and that. But overall, our kids are away from us through their childhood if they're in school for that many hours or more. That's a long time to lose impact in the lives of our kids. And when they're not with us, it's really hard to have a relationship with them. And I'm not saying that if your kids are in school, you can't have a relationship with them. Obviously, that's not true. There are parents all over the world whose kids are in school and they have a relationship with them. But there's a different kind of relationship that we have with our kids when we're doing life with them and experiencing life with them. So like for us, I love to read to my girls. And so when we read a book together... We, we experience that book together. And so we get to build a relationship with each other. And it's kind of like watching a movie together as a family, you know, and, and you have little quotes and you talk about the different things that happen in those books and in those movies and things like that. And you just, you do life together and, and no one knows. And, and it's so funny because as I talk, all these lines from the movie come back to me. 
um, Israel Wayne, who's also in the movie, he says in the movie, you know, no one knows your children like you do and no one loves them the way that you do. Mm-hmm. There are teachers who genuinely love our kids really do. And they really care about them and they want what's best for them. There are a lot of good Christian teachers and administrators in the school system, whether public or private, but no matter how much they love our kids, there is not a teacher in the world who loves your kids as much as you do and who has their best interest in mind, like you, their parent does, but also who can cater their education to their strengths and weaknesses like we can as their parents. And so we know what our kids need. We know what they're struggling with. We can help develop those good relationships between siblings and and between us and them. And so, you know, I, I wasn't sure when it's when when we started homeschooling how it was going to unfold and what this was going to look like. And now my oldest daughter is 16. She's going to be 17 in a few months. My youngest daughter is 11, and I have a really good relationship with both of them, so much better than I ever imagined I could. And so does Garrett, because we're with them all the time. And so just the the, the time with them develops that relationship that we would not otherwise be able to have. We would have a relationship, but it would be different. Yes. And that is so powerful. The other thing I've heard you say is that you really didn't enjoy school growing (laughs) and that you couldn't wait to get out. And so I know that with homeschooling, creating a love for learning in your girls has been really important. Tell me how you've done that in your homeschool. Yeah, we're still working on that. Um, (laughs) And I think that goes back to, you know, being able to cater it to their own strengths and weaknesses and how God created them and and what he, what their bent is, you know, what are they passionate about and how can we um, gear their education towards those things? For instance, um, my oldest daughter this year, as a matter of fact, just, just this morning, um, we got all of her classes lined up for this coming school year. Um, I, I shouldn't say all these classes. She's taking some co-op classes. <laughs> right, right, here at home, right. But yes, she's taking yes. some co-op classes. And so the co-op classes that she's taking are culinary arts and sewing and a home ec class. And this home ec class is really cool. It's, it's going to teach them, you know, how to throw a dinner party and invitations and, proper etiquette and setting a table oh, and all these great. fun things. Yes, yes. And um, that is just very much her. Like she loves those things. And so we'll do, you know, most of the academic work here um, at home, mm-hmm. but she's going to get to go to this co-op and at Zan, I'm like the worst cook in the world. I mean, like genuinely, I am horrible <laughs> in the kitchen. It's so embarrassing. I don't know what it is. I just freeze when it comes to to cooking in the kitchen. And so praise God, there are other moms who really enjoy cooking. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Jesus. They can teach her how to cook so she can come home and cook for me. That's really, it's really my own selfish (laughs) desires. Um, But I, I get to cater to them and no one ever did that for me. Um, I struggled a lot in school and it was really, really hard for me because of course, when you're in a classroom full of 30 kids, the teacher can't slow down or speed up for those who are advanced or those who are struggling like I was. And so I constantly, probably from middle school on, I constantly just felt like I was being left in the dust. And that was when I really began to hate school. And with homeschooling, you don't do that. Like you don't, we don't have to stick with anyone else's standard. We stick with, this is what God's guiding our family to do for this year. And then we go at the pace that our kids are going and we just 
you know, move ahead when they're ready and we slow down when they're struggling with something. And I think if, if I had had that opportunity when I was a kid, it would have changed my whole world. And, and Garrett says the same thing. I mean, he's like, man, school would have been so different if he'd had someone to cater his education to him. Mm, no, boy, that is really, really powerful. Um, let me ask you just a couple more questions. Sure. I know that you are really passionate about the ability or the the potential for homeschooling to impact the culture in a positive yeah. way. Address that for me. Sure. Um, I truly believe that our culture is where it is today because of education, because it, the education of our kids is what sets the foundation for who they will become as adults. And as they become adults, they're going to impact the world in one way or another. You know, we talk all the time about how we are created on purpose and for a purpose. And so when our kids understand um, what their purpose is in this world, they will have an impact one way or another. Well, when our kids have a biblical worldview and they're able to set that foundation of who God is, how God made them, how God created the earth, why he created the earth, how he's a God of order. You know, when you look at every subject that we're teaching our kids, we have to look at it in light of a biblical worldview. And you have to ask the questions for each subject. So, you know, why why teach math? I mean, honestly, why teach math? I'm not a math person. I do not enjoy math. But I understand that math makes sense because God is a God of order, not chaos. And so math really does point us to a creator, when we teach history to our kids, if we're not teaching history from a biblical worldview, we're not teaching history as God meant it to be taught. We have to understand history through the lens of scripture so that they can understand God's story of the world and the mistakes that have been made in the past and the good choices that have been made in the past and what those have resulted in. When we teach our kids science, we teach science from the perspective of God as a creator, right? Because that's what helps them to understand who God is. When we teach them to read, we teach them to read so that they can read God's word. When we teach them to write, we teach them to write so that they can write about him. Everything should point back to God as creator. And and, and I'm going to just throw a plug in here really quickly. You you, <laughs> you'll, you'll laugh at this. One of the things um, I know, Zan, that you work with uh, BJU Press Homeschool. And one of the things I love most about BJU Press is when we went on a tour of the, the press um, and the campus several years ago, I remember going to the department that was the like biblical worldview department and everything that processed through BJU, all of the writers, all of the, you know, editors, everything that goes through that's printed on every single BJU Press book goes through that department. And if it does not line up with the Bible as truth, it gets thrown out and changed. And that was so powerful to me because I just thought that's what we need to be doing with our kids. We have to be teaching them from a strong biblical worldview Amen. or else our country is just a mess. And, and you look at even the churches today, so many churches are compromised because they have no foundation. They don't know what they believe or why they believe it. And so that is, I think, the most important thing. And so when we set that solid foundation for our children with their education, it will carry them far through life as Christian believers, but it will also change the world and the culture that we live in. Amen. Well, Yvette, it has been such a pleasure to have you today. Listen, tell us what's up next for you guys now that the, the documentary is uh, completed. What's on tap for the Hampton family? 
Well, right now we are continuing with the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. So we started the podcast a little over four years ago, and God has just blessed this podcast beyond belief. So we have the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. And I told you earlier that God just kind of kept taking us on different detours as we were trying to finish the film. And that was one of the detours that he took us on was in the middle of filming, um, the Lord was like, I want you to do a podcast. And I was like, I don't know how to do a podcast. I That's the craziest thing ever. And of course, Garrett was the one who came and said, I think we should do a podcast. And I said, okay, you do all the technical stuff and I will just sit and talk to people because I don't know how or want to even learn how to do all the technical part of it. So we make a great team and the Lord has just had his hand of blessing on the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast. And so we air a new episode every week. Um, It's actually a three-part episode that we air Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday of each week. And we bring homeschooling encouragement, just like what you're doing. And so um, that is really where we're parked right now. I mean, the movie is out and the Lord is doing amazing things through it. It's so much fun because we have heard so many... um, just testimonies from people who have seen the movie and how it's impacted them and how it's really opened their eyes up to the importance of family discipleship. Um, Lots of people are showing it in their churches. Lots of people are showing it in their homeschool communities. Lots of people are having friends over and family over into their homes and, and watching the movie together. And so God is really using the film to impact people, but it's so neat to see how the Lord brought the podcast into it because Now they watch the movie and then the podcast continues to carry them through that homeschool journey. And so for right now, um, that is our ministry, that that the Schoolhouse Rocked ministry is the movie and the podcast um, as well. And so the Lord has just linked those two things together and um, just given us the great pleasure and, um, and honor of being able to come alongside homeschool families and encourage them. Well, as we close, tell us how people can find out more about you, your podcast, and the documentary Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution. Yeah, well, it's so easy. Uh, Just go to our website, Schoolhouse Rocked. It's R-O-C-K-E-D, schoolhouserocked.com. That's the website. It's super easy to find everything there. They can purchase the movie on DVD. You can stream it through our website. Um, And then there's, of course, links to the podcast there, but you can listen to the podcast on any um, platform that you listen to your podcast on. So um, so it's easy to find, schoolhouserocked.com. And then we also have a YouTube channel where all of our podcasts are on video as well. So we do video and audio. And so for those visuals like myself, they can watch the videos of the podcast instead of just listen to them and get to see, um, you know, my guest and I interact together. And uh, that's fun. And then we actually just started producing a brand new podcast. It's called Homeschool Insights. And that's just a short 10 minutes or less kind of shot in the arm of just really powerful homeschool encouragement. So it's not a full length conversation. It's just taking out those really powerful parts Mm -hmm. of the podcast. And we're putting um, some clips from the movie will be going in there. So people will just get, like I said, just kind of that shot in the arm of um, just some really good, strong encouragement. So that one's just 10 minutes or less. And that that, um, we're releasing those on alternate days that the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast isn't. So that one's called Homeschool Insights. Oh, that's great. That's news for me. So I'm going to have to start listening to that as well. So Yvette, thank you so much for joining us today on the Zan Tyler podcast. I really appreciate it. All right. I love it. Thanks so much, Zan. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this was encouraging and inspiring for you. If you would like more information, you can find me at zantyler.com. Until next time, see you later.